Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Our vacation has come to an end, and uh, I'm down a man. This week it's uh, James Hamilton, and I'm joined by Scott Angus. Yo. And newcomer Adam Griffith. Yo, yo. And, well, long story short, uh, Travis was primed to be here, as he should, and uh, we have a little egg on our face because we promoted the fact that we would be back and everything would be back to normal. But 14 years ago, Travis had a (laughs) little run-in with the authorities. And then as, well, Travis is a bit of a nomad, so he's, you know, lived everywhere, basically. And now that he's returned to Minnesota, there's some unfinished business, apparently, on his driver's license. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really want to get that far into it, but he basically said, uh, need to solve some things with the, with just the DMV and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Keep an eye on the news. You'll, you'll, <laughs> don't, you'll so, be updated real yeah. quick. Now it all makes sense. I'm like, so into Charles Manson. <laughs> oh shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there could be, there could be links there, but he, uh, he should be here. Damn it. Yes. And, I don't know how you get uh, a restraining order on it from a guy who's in prison, but. He wanted me to <laughs> tie him in via phone, but w- w- that's just not, it's not workable. No. Now I don't believe his story. He wanted you to tie him in via the phone. <laughs> he wanted, yeah, he wanted to do the whole podcast over the phone, but the problem is, is that the way that all of the sound comes into our little setup here, mm-hmm. he'd be able to hear me, but I wouldn't be able to hear him or there'd be sort of this echo effect right. and I could spend the money to get the gear for that, but not for one show. That's for, that's what editing's for. That's right. what yeah. post-op is all, all about. Well, I've been gone a while. I, we stopped sometime before Christmas and, uh, we kind of knuckled it through the holidays and decided to come back this week. How was your, your holiday, Scott? Um, it was great except for I got sick yeah. on Christmas. It, that's just an airplane. You'll be fine. Well, you're oh. just hearing a large jet. No, I thought something going on in here. I was like, well, you can hear that pretty well. And it's like, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Oh, you got the window open. Yeah, Sorry because you're not feeling Edit. well. So Edit. we bring you some cooler air in. Yeah. All right. So I was sick Christmas, Christmas Day, open presents over your mom's house, Jim's. Yep. And uh, went home because I felt sick and I was sick for like four or five days. You actually sucked. didn't make it at all. Like like the, you, you finished your last present and you're like, I got to go. And then yeah. you went to bed and then all of a sudden you were done. Yeah. Didn't even make the uh, prime rib dinner. Threw, what? I know. I threw up. You knew I was sick of missing food. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, and it was good this year. Mom uh, nailed it. Well, of course. Why? Of course. I would have filled in. Yeah. Prime rib? You're invited. You have an open invitation to every family. Event, I didn't tell right? them in spite because I wanted more for myself. But and then you and got then sick. backfired. <laughs> and, then, and then on top of that, you didn't even eat anything. 
Terrible. I hate him now. It's really kind of your fault. You have, Adam, an open invitation to the family. Uh, those that know me know that my mom basically has an open door policy. Anybody, anytime can come over and get What that. are we talking about? Food? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. She would cook She would cook for a serial killer as long as he left the X outside. I don't like how you shifted blame my way. I liked it better when it was Scott's yeah, issue. It's really your fault. So, no, let's go back to Scott. <laughs> Have you ever once walked into my mom's house when something was being served and felt at, at all out of place? Let's go back to Scott. Right. <laughs> She's immediately like, "There's just a just grab yeah. a plate and fall in line." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty upset about missing the pretty much what I hear is the most epic prime rib of all time. But you made sledding. Yeah, that was like a week later, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Years. I was like, the same day you skipped prime rib but made sledding. No, no, you don't know. No. <laughs> so made bad choices. New Year's Eve is a complicated holiday as you get older. Those of us that have children are kind of, you know, it's not an easy night to find a babysitter, so you're kind of going to be with your kids, which isn't a bad thing, but when you're thinking of New Year's Eve as you're growing up, it is usually, you know, it's an amateur night, really. Most people yeah. come out and overdo it, but it's oh, sure. getting dolled up and, you know, going out with uh, your buddies or your girlfriends or whatnot and having a wild night and, you know, sharing that story throughout the year as best you can remember it. <laughs> or the parts you want to admit. Yeah, and as you get older, you know, all of a sudden you're, you know, spending more time at your house, like doing like a pre-party and going out for just a shorter period of time. And then at some point, one of your friends convinces you that they're going to have a party at their house and it's just safer mm-hmm. right. to do the party at their house because the drunks are going to be out. Yep. And before you know it, you're thinking, well, do I want to stay up until midnight? <laughs> it, right. Yeah, it's overrated because everyone gets excited for the New York ball drop anyway. And once that hits, then you're kind of like, Oh, that's right. We still have an hour to go. Right. And that's just for us in the central time zone. Because of the four time zones in the U.S. Gotta be, yeah, it's got to be even worse as you go move go west and west. And, you know, it's like, you know, New York celebrates. Yay. Oh, cool. We got <laughs> four more hours to go. Let's gonna, just go to bed. I'm, right. gonna, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how proud I am that I have to say that there are four time zones in the continental U.S. Because we have that many listeners in that many different countries. Ah. We got listens in Kenya, in Denmark, in Bolivia. Shit, do we have to figure out the time zones? <laughs> we, do, we don't. Okay, we don't. God. But thank you to those new listeners because, uh, well, we need you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the four time zones, we're in, if it's midnight in New York, we're in the central time zone, which makes it 11 o'clock, Mountain 10, Pacific 9. Which means our New Year's is at 11 p.m. Yeah, you kind of yeah. end up sitting through several network yeah. ball drops throughout the yeah, evening. Yeah, and, they, and the, the anchors um, progressively get drunker and drunker as, <laughs> as the night goes on, which was great this uh, year. It was <laughs> awkward now that we didn't, you know, we lost our icon. Oh, good old Dickie Clark. Yes, and it was the show was basically bought by, uh, what's his face from American Idol? What is that cat's name? Ryan Seacrest. Thank you. Doesn't, he bought it and now produces... The, the of course he would Why Times would? Square deal. He, he might be mm-hmm. producing this show one day. Who knows? <laughs> Isn't that w- Mariah Carey is in fact pissed at him for what happened? Right? She's pissed at Ryan Seacrest for what she that whole I, production. She's upset with them because I didn't see it live, but I watched the replay and I actually watched it a few times. That was quite enjoyable in my opinion. That was just a train wreck. Yeah. Did, the, did you listen to it? I didn't. Even, Tell no. us what happened, cheese. <laughs> 
Excuse me, Adam. Well, Adam. <laughs> yes. Those That's of you fine. that don't know the, the core I've got group a nickname. Here, That's his nickname. He has a nickname. <laughs> I'm good with either. But uh, now I didn't read into what she's saying. Apparently she's blaming Ryan Seacrest, but she comes out and what song was she going to sing? It's one of her classics, I think. It doesn't one of her, matter. I, right. Yeah, I don't They all sound the same, but right. she's about to sing one of her classic songs. Everyone's all psyched up and everything that. And the, the band in the background's all going, and the music starts, and something happens, and all of a sudden she does not sing. Like, I don't know if her voice just said, fuck you, we're out of here, or what. So she's just walking along the stage while she's supposed to be singing, and instead going, uh, you know, hey, you guys, take it away. And she points the microphone to the audience, <laughs> and they sing a chorus, and then she's like, yeah. And then she tried to hit her screeching that super high weasel note, note yep. and it sounded, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It was bad. And all I know is that was the greatest moment of my life for someone who <laughs> watches her and just goes, oh, my God, why is she on, why is she on TV? Well, that's this probably is, why right there. She tried to say that she wasn't getting audio through her ear so that she could sing or lip sync because she basically yeah. lip syncs these things. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, tried to bail herself out by being like, the production blows, so yep. let's just let's just move past it. And then it got so embarrassing as it moved forward, she just walks off stage. That's right. She didn't even finish. That was, it was, wow. I mean, I've seen other issues with, with, you know, when they're lip syncing, oh, what's the, what's that girl on the Saturday Night Live? Um, she was, of course. Kristen Wiig? No, no. She was a guest singer. Um, her, her older, Simpson, uh, not Jessica, but she, her. Oh, yeah. The younger okay. one. Ashley and she had, Simpson? And she had that lip syncing issue where they. Oh, they, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was trying to place who was on with Mariah Carey no, before. No, no, no. Okay. She had her own musical thing and, and her song came on, but it was the wrong song. And of course, you can hear her singing, but she's not actually singing. And, and she it's does this terrible. The little Irish jig and then runs off stage, and you're like, what the hell is that? This wasn't even that. I mean, this was Mariah Carey just walking around. And I don't remember if there was actually her recording going maybe they turned it off in time but it was just i mean my god karaoke the shit or something right. i mean do something <laughs> this you're a professional her, her only thing is that she can sing well and i don't even know she, she can't <laughs> sing there's nothing about her that's interesting or yeah those of you listening who did not need the story told to you and might have watched it <laughs> live you were you're probably well this is you you failed the test you are now you were watching live you were not out partying you were probably either too young to go to the bar or now are too old to go to the bar. Yeah. Well, I think it's just become such a huge scene, like you're saying, where people are just crazy drunk. And, and like, we it's not all worth lost. Right. <laughs> well, you can't really get into a car and drive anywhere after a beer or two. I don't even know why they serve alcohol to anyone who drives. There should. It's I don't know why people don't do what we did, because what we did was amazing. Yeah, well, we went sledding, which you skipped out on. Uh, well, okay. To be fair, the last time I went sledding, yeah. they were not good results. What happened? Adam tends to get injured. <laughs> and it usually is his um, knees. Was this my senior year or junior year in high school? It was, Man. A, it was a long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Uh, we all decided to go uh, sledding, a bunch of friends, and got to the top of the hill. And there's a bunch of other people there. Pretty popular hill. I think it's up in Crystal or something. But um, that's, someone that's, so, a, that's about, what? 25 miles from us, 30. Yeah, yep. That's dedication. So it, it was, you know, there's, it's a popular hill. Let's just say there, and there's a guy who built a jump because people are already there. And he's like, I built a jump. Someone want to test it. Hey, I'll test it. That sounds like an awesome idea. I got my sled ready. I just got to the hill. I haven't been down once yet. 
And I back up and I take a few steps and I jump onto my sled. And as I land, my left leg, it, it, I'm, sp- I'm trying to come down on my knees. And my left leg, the um, lower part of my leg, decides to come up to the side and basically is level oh, or even oh, with my, my uh, femur. And the whole time I'm going down, I'm going, that didn't feel right. That didn't feel right. What the hell? And then I hit the jump and I bail. And I think most people thought I got hurt on the jump. Like, because I bailed. That was, and I bailed because I was like, something's already screwed up with my knee. I feel bad for saying this. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> when you hit that jump, uh, and you just Homer Simpson down oh, the whole I, hill. And I knew it, too. Right when I got at the base of the jump, I went, I'm just going to let go. I don't want to try and land. Because I was actually worried about if I landed it again, I'm on my knee, something's wrong. So I just kind of rolled, and then it took forever to stand up. And then once I stood up, I couldn't bend my knee at all. Yeah. Uh, after five, oh, hit the table. After about five hours, uh, uh, five hours, five doctor visits, probably over about three months, uh, found out I have a torn PCL, hmm. which my trainers after for rehab all said, "Oh, we only see this in car accidents." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> fantastic!" <laughs> you know. So yeah, I'm I yes, I skipped out on sledding, and I'm alive to say. Anyways, I, after that, we all went to my house. Yes. And uh, Jim cooked us in his propane boiler. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I take a turkey fryer turkey and I fryer. steam. Yeah, and you steamed yes. us king crab legs. Oh, Great. they were good. Amazing. Pounds and pounds yeah. of king crab. Like more than we all should have eaten, but at the same time, I'm not, I think that was perfect too. Right. What do you mean more than we should have eaten? Well, like, you know, your body doesn't. We didn't need to eat that much crab right. to sustain energy to right. live. How much crab did we eat? We ate about what twenty pounds? No, it was a twelve, I think. Right? Well, 12. no, I um, I bought three pounds for each adult, and I oh, bought for right. six, and, bought and so I that bought was eighteen, f- and I bought and three, bought three, three or four three pounds, twenty one pounds. Holy crap! So we're twenty one yeah. pounds for seven people. I mean, just you know, there's someone out there who eats once a month if they're lucky. Um, and they're eating dirt, and Jesus. we ate 21 well, pounds we, of Well, we crab. spoiled ourselves. Hey, we also didn't hey. go to the bar, didn't buy drinks. Trump's American I, now, I so. <laughs> your goddamn right it is. <laughs> I don't regret eating that much crab. I'm just saying, I don't think any dietitian or doctor, is that a word, dietitian? I don't yes, know. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't really think anyone who, who involves themselves with the health of someone by what they eat <laughs> would say, you should probably have about 20 pounds of crab. That's that's what the doctor ordered. You did not eat twenty pounds of crab. You had no. less than three pounds of crab. Once you remove the shells and water, maybe a pound and a half of crab because that shit's all fucking jacked up for well more money. Okay, but either way, I had more crab than you know. I don't think you're supposed to experience physical pain when you're done eating. <laughs> that's probably I, fair point. I, I do that quite often. Well, now that I am the age I am, I don't go to unstructured sledding very often. I went to a ski hill that had tubing. And so mm-hmm. it's all very easy. You stand in line for a little bit. You sit your ass down on the basically the waterbed, go down the hill, stand up at the end, take a tram up. It would be very difficult for you to I, get injured. I would. I would. He would get injured. I would find a way. He would get injured. I guarantee it. I would find a way. He'd, he'd have to be airlifted out of there. That's <laughs> how bad he would get hurt. I would maybe be okay if I was in one of those giant bubble things that people, right. you know, when they no, bounce off no, each other. No, no. But actually, I don't even like those because when I watch people doing that, they're like, oh, we should do this. I'm like, yeah, but your legs are exposed. Yeah. <laughs> That's my whole thought is I'm going to hit someone Every and then time I'm going to fall that. back and crack you, my... You make yourself sound like Samuel Jackson in Unbreakable. It's very similar. No, no. Very similar. Because my bones are fine. 
Well, okay. My, well, technically. my tendons <laughs> and ligaments are like Samuel L. Jackson and Unbreakable. You're a professional football coach. Well, I'm the coach. Yeah. <laughs> You're around violence and physicality yes. Yes. many hours I, of the day. I teach other people who can play and not get hurt instantly. You do show them how to do these things, though, right? How to properly block well, and how to do their I've, positioning. I've, I've gotten good at coaching. I've learned that you just get one of your best players to demonstrate. Yeah. So you're not even doing the demos. Well, I explain the demo, but I, I, I mean, it depends on what the demo is. If it's just showing a hand movement, sure. Right. If I need to actually move the sled for them to show them, I'm like, no, you know, hey, whoever, you're the best player on the team. Come move the show sled them for them. How to move the sled. Show them how to move the sled. That was right. crap. Well, here, let me explain why she did it wrong. We should probably <laughs> tell them what you do. What, what do you do? Uh, I am a coach of the Minnesota Vixen women's tackle football, and it's not the lingerie league. I always have to say that. <laughs> Trust me, do not. No. I'm not going there for that, uh, for that looks. And I don't even, I, I don't know why people, I mean, I get why people watch it, but I think I don't. I don't understand oh, the lingerie the, league. The lingerie oh, league. Okay. I've never seen an attractive woman and go, man, I want to see her just, just beat the hell out of some, beat other the shit out of someone else. Another attractive woman. Like why would, I don't know. It, it, it just looks it's, like it would hurt. It's my, my Hooters argument. I don't understand Hooters. And I was like, why? I'm like, they're not naked and the food's not really that great. It's overpriced. Are you hungry? Or are you horny? If you're hungry, <laughs> go to Olive Garden. You get confused or, when you're there. Yeah, I, you know, I'm hungry. But if I'm you're hungry, horny. go to a restaurant that actually serves decent food or at least food that's priced well. Get what you're saying. Are you horny? Strip clubs. Porn is free on the internet. You know, take care of business that way. I mean, I think right. it's one thing if you do that, but it's another if you bring your kids there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> they want to be a family restaurant, so that's right. a little disturbing too. Yeah, the the whole. The whole ensemble, the whole outfit at Hooters has changed to a white T-shirt and jeans see, from I, the basically thong uh, shorts and display see, of chest. I, I, apparently, I have not been there long enough to know that how's they there, switched the... You know, I didn't know they were in jeans. I thought they were still wearing those little shorts. Yeah, the short no, shorts. No, we just and, walked by there for your birthday when we went to Smash. Oh, really? Now, wait. Are the shirts still... Maybe it's you know, objective now. You they aren't. They've, they've cleaned it up. Oh, all right. Well, There's kids' birthday parties there now. Okay. Well, then I guess maybe... What Hooters used to be... Logo hasn't changed, though, which is enough. Well, yeah. Like, that, how do you explain that to Timmy? There's not an innuendo there. Right. Uh, like so owls. lingerie league to me is that i mean i just don't i get i understand the appeal but at the same time when i think about it i'm like i really don't because it's you're like oh i want to see you know two hot women whatever fine but you want to see them run into each other and what happens when one of them gets hurt hey, next time you see the most attractive woman you know of and that could be your guys' wives that's fine and then go oh man i want to see a compound fracture on her oh, why why would you want to see that because well, I mean, things be are changing though with mma Women, women being in full contact sports, women's soccer, women's no, sports is on the up. No, 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 and I, I get that. Consider that a sport. But but does anyone here think lingerie. women's? Does anyone here think women's MMA is lingerie league is a sex appeal? Yeah, there's a reason they're only wearing. They're not even wearing football pads. They're wearing a hockey helmet. <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell's going on their shoulders, and they've got their bikini. I'm like. You know, MMA, the, they, the fighters are still dressed as fighters. No, you're, they still you're, have a, you're 100% right you know. in the fact that they aren't really selling the sport. But when that league started, women's sports was basically the Olympics yeah, or true. non-existent. That's so true. they were trying to really get women a professional league because roller derby wasn't working out. Yep. That was a gruesome thing when they had them all yep. sexed up and running around the rink. 
So now they still they, have that, but yeah, yeah they do. But it, it's more sport now. Yes, the yes. roller derby is a lot more sport than it is Their, lingerie uh, football. We're uh, we have a uh, my team has a booth at the state fair here in Minnesota every year, and next to us is the Minnesota Roller Girls Roller Derby Girls um, booth. And yeah, I've seen videos, and it's it's brutal. It's more about the sport, <laughs> and holy shit, they're hitting each other. <laughs> so your league, I've seen some games. It is. The only difference between your brand of football and most semi-pro leagues is that instead of boys, it's girls, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to see a little bit of a speed difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, you can see that you know, at, at different levels. I think the big thing about our, our league is um, there's no youth league for women. So you know, it's 18 plus, but yet you're still getting a lot of women that are rookies that are like, I've never played football before. They play A lot of them have played sports. They've been right. softball, hockey, rugby pick your sport they've done it football's a whole new avenue so the speed's a little bit slower but i mean it's it if you're someone who enjoys football you'll enjoy it if you're someone who needs to watch high-flying action of the nfl and only the nfl yeah you're gonna be bored but that person's probably bored at a high school football game. You know, this isn't like so. a, a you know a rec league. You're playing teams from Montreal yep. and from Omaha yep. and all over the country. Yep, they're uh, the new league we're in this year has. I think we're now up to 70, 70 some teams now across the country. You could say that you're very much in the infancy, just like the NFL was when it first started, where it was mm. supported by corporations. Like the Packers were actually. Uh, represented by a bunch of guys that yep. were working in the cheese industry. Uh, the Bears, Decatur Stanleys, they were yep. uh, represented by a company. Your league is in that we're, level. We're, right? in that, we're in that stage, but I will say, and, and you get a lot of different opinions of people in the league. Um, my opinion is we will not be able to progress to something higher than kind of what we're at, in a mm-hmm. sense, until there is a woman president. <laughs> like you guys are really pulling uh, for Hillary. <laughs> Until there is a youth, uh, not just league. There needs to it needs to be when boys join football at a young age, girls have the option to join their own league, and it's not even it, it's not even weird. It's just yeah, it's just one of your I, options. Right. Until that happens, because I mean, if you look at the the WNBA and even hockey, you know they play basketball or hockey, whatever. Whenever that you know, whenever it starts for boys, it, it, there's a youth, you know, whether it's through the school or through the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Football, it's we'll get a couple of girls. So you're like never going to have it. Basically, you're, you're never going to have that because mm-hmm. what you what I'm witnessing with football is it's dying. You have high schools stopping the football programs because they're not safe. You have people it's, influencing well, their kids to do anything football, else. If like, football dies, then yeah. And I will say the funny thing is uh, they've been publishing, and of course, again, this is how people perceive things. They publish statistics on sports safety in high school mm-hmm. and football is now the, Oh, hold on here. Hockey had more concussions on average. Um, soccer has more concussions on average. Cheerleading has the highest injury rate, but they don't call it a sport because they don't want to have to get away. There's some insurance liability crap that they, it's not they, a sport. So they're like, Whoa, it's not a calm sport. down there, Trump. Jesus. Um, but no, they have the highest. It's not in, a sport. They have the highest injury rate sure. of anything activity wise. Well, like um, you would imagine. So footballs aren't even the worst out there. But the, uh, a lot of the issue comes. Everyone uses the NFL as their basis, and I'm like, yeah. NFL is the worst league to look at when it comes to 
concussion and concussion prevention. I mean, these are guys playing for mil- you know hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. They're gonna say and do what they can to stay on the field because they know it's their job. They're you know, and the NFL's in it for billions of dollars. They're you know, the only reason they're admitting it now is because there's it's futile to try and fight it. But they sure. for years covered it up. If you look at younger youth leagues, there's a lot more development when it comes to concussions. But with that said, does that mean parents are you know believing that and look no and so they're believing it will football die i don't know i you know obviously i love the sports i hope not but if <coughs> if parents keep pulling their kids out because they're afraid because they see call or nfl players that's and, what's happening yes and so that gets a little annoying but i don't think they're that's life. really i mean at least around mm-hmm. here i don't think a lot of teams are worried about getting people come out for sports as far as football goes do you like it? Do you like what are the popular misconceptions of being a female football coach, professional female football coach? Are they? I'm just going to throw some out there. So I would don't say, yeah, hold my I feet would, to no, the no, no. Holes, I would say throw me the misconceptions and all. All right, all of them are gay. No, they're all, all they're all dykes and they're no. all just Whoa, well, easy on the D word. They're uh, unattractive. They're you're basically getting the, the lower end of the female spectrum. The they're athletes. First off, the whole the gay thing. No, it's it it really can fluctuate year to year and team to team because retention rate, of course, can vary. Um, we've had years where more you know a higher percentage were gay to straight. We've had years where it's the other way around. In fact, I think last year, and I'm going off what other coaches <laughs> said. Yeah, because you guys more discuss it more but... straight than gay. I don't really care. I you know I care what you run your forty in or what you know what your team. Well, you took right. your, you took your squad so, to the championship game, so I yes. got a chance to watch the game on uh, was it ESPN? We had well, well we had the one play highlights. on the ESPN. Yeah. Otherwise, um, where did I see the game? The the championship game. I was watching it through my well, phone on streamed, something. Oh, who streamed ours? I know ESPN three did the WFA, and then ours was. It was pretty well put together. I think ours was a Fox Sports affiliate. It had player pictures and stats, and yep. there there wasn't any common denominator there. You yep. couldn't say that they were unattractive or attractive because there was you, both. You really can't tell. They're wearing helmets. And no, they had like pads. bio pictures when they oh. were during the live stream. Oh, they kind of put well, it together. I think, I think that's also part of it too. And again, you know, there's some parts of reality you just have to accept. But it's that I think when it comes to the sport, you want to be able to talk about these players and. I get it. They're women, and and that's just how it is for every woman in every sport. But it's like, oh, how attractive are they? You know. And of course, you think, well, when it comes to guy sports, is that the first thing you're thinking? But I, it's, yeah. Again, that's that's the whole. I, I I'll be honest with the MMA. I look at MMA. All right. I have my the fighters I like, the fighters I don't like. When it comes to female fighters, although it's not a big group, I don't know as many. But yeah, the first thought a lot. I, <laughs> we're watching the last Rousey fight. You know. Well, Rosie's hot. She's attractive, and it's like, well, I'm pretty sure she doesn't want us to to be right. rank, you know rating her looks. We want her, but to, it's part of that probably part of the appeal. Better for Rousey, but fight, but yeah, <laughs> that's that true. That's there were a lot of things she, she wanted to ignore. Better going into the fight than after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, except to Bill Cosby, but um, <laughs> oh no, that was a uh, that was a tough fight. Yeah. That was a tough so, joke. I don't even know where that came in. Uh, someone else said it first. I was very <laughs> upset that I didn't get it first. Yeah. Well, the, the sport in and of itself is growing. It's cool that you're coaching it. Yes. When you, you know, so I don't know how I want to say this. Um, Walk carefully. It was a tough end of 2016. How so? There's, I don't know. There's, a, I feel like there's been a lot of instability 
So between the conflict born of the election and that mm-hmm. change, the you know the financial markets in the country had kind of been going all over the place. We had sort of this dark cloud of celebrity deaths and the, yeah, that, that, that the year was un, unlucky in yes, some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And then we get hit with, well, we have foreign countries tampering in our democracy and the election. And it felt like the year was not necessarily closing on a uh, feel-good moments. And I, need, I just need to say something about one of those. The celebrity death thing. So people need to realize that it's not going to get better. <laughs> That's true. That's um, depressing. When you look at what a celebrity is and how, you know, why is someone famous? You know, yeah, there were famous people a hundred years ago, but the amount of exposure is not the same. So there are more people that are more popular for more things. Everyone dies. Um, this is just going to keep, it's just going to be every year. It's like, well, here's the 30 people that were famous and it's probably going to go up from there because now you can be famous for having a, a YouTube video where you fart into a music box or something and that makes you famous for 15 minutes, whatever. But it, it you know. Right. This but I is, think this year, especially for Minnesota, we lost Prince. You know, was pretty huge. That, he was a big for guy us. for yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. But I mean, overall, it's. Star Wars community. He was a pretty Karen big Fisher. guy for the whole world. No, no, that's true. In Minnesota, though, it, it even when someone else who's pretty big for the world dies, I, when it's from I can tell state. you that I don't ever want you to console me. Right. He's, oh. he has no soul. <laughs> what I don't. The fuck is well, wrong I, with I you? agree with you on that. The reality is that this that's is just going to happen. That's true. There this is, is a reality gonna... to it, but that that is not the. There are many times throughout. You know the years where we've lost big figures. I think that it's, and that's what I was getting at. Is it was just sort of a, it was just compounding. It was like this and that and this and that. And by the time we got to the end of the year, I was talking to huge swaths of people that didn't even want to watch the news. I, all I'm saying is, celebrities dying need to just that just needs to be part of your, you know. Everyone talks about, oh, you'd watch the news and someone got shot today, which isn't always the truth, but whatever. I don't, well, I don't, I don't want you to read news. my eulogy. You're going to just, well, another celebrity no, died. Scott and died. That just happens. I mean, let's go. I mean, seriously, we could look it up. Famous celebrities over the age of 75. Let's, let's just use 75 as a. Us right now. <laughs> are you in a Deadpool? I feel uh, like you're yeah. in a Deadpool. If this depresses you, then I feel really bad. When this shit's gonna hit the wall, this, this depressed. It's always to me anyone who contributed to my life, even if I never met them and they just entertained me, and right. I lose them, I'm affected. Where you are not, you no. openly over the years discussed. No. We've discussed this. You yes. have absolutely no Prince. emotion about it. And, and uh, I enjoyed some of his music. I'm not gonna say, oh, I need to go to Paisley Park and because I, I listened to a few of his songs before, right? But no, and you know, he died. Right. Is there a celebrity that you would mourn that you can think of? When you say mourn, like you would feel sad. I would you're, feel sad. You're, you're <laughs> barking up the wrong tree. No, in that regard, no. Would you be like, you know what? That really sucks. Okay. How about yes. That? Yes. That really sucks. That really sucks. Yes. There have been that's some. The, that's the least oh, that really sucks. That's the most we can get out of you. Yeah, that, that really is the sucks. most. I'm sorry. If, if you're not involved in my life in some way, I'm, I'm not going to. See, and therein lies the difference. So it really comes down to a definition. And Jim has, has gone over this with me before. He's even said, you're real meticulous in what you say. And I'm like, yes. 
definitions matter. When you say mourn, I think one thing. When you say, oh, that sucks, I don't really consider that a mourning of someone. But yes, I've said that about a number of celebrities. Okay. Most people don't cling or cliffhanger on these technicalities about, hey, Carrie Fisher died. And many of us are like, oh, man, you know, she was, she was this or represented that. I mean, she takes up a certain amount of storage in the old hard drive of your brain. And they're like, oh, you know what? I, I dug her. She was, she was cool. It sucks. She's gone. Yeah, I would say, suck. oh, it sucks. But then if we carry on the conversation about her dying and why, oh, man, just the legacy left more than three minutes. Oh, my God. None of us knew her. Yeah. Let's leave this alone. You're dead inside. I, right, probably, Scott? He's you know, fucking just he, dead. What the hell's I, wrong well, with that's him? That's what I'm trying to figure I, out. Who what did you do to Adam? I don't, I don't, you say I'm dead, but. Who, who would you more, uh, to speak about for They're, more than three minutes after they died yeah, that is a celebrity? Fuck, dude? Like, there's that's gotta a be someone no. you're like, you know what? That really sucks. Uh, a celebrity? Sanders. No. No. A lot of what's more, what, what you're mourning too is that you knew they had more, you know, that you've actually lost that extra stuff, you know, when Kurt Cobain died, you were like, oh man, we're going to miss no. this or that. I won't, I won't go into that. Heath topic. Ledger. Yeah. Heath Ledger was on, uh, what do you, uh, and see, you're kind when, of also when, a bit of a prick when, about when, these people. When yeah. Kurt Cobain, you're literally nobody. When, That's when Kurt, Kurt Cobain, Cobain died. I was like, oh, thank God Nirvana can stop. Um, wow, that's not going to be popular with the listeners. <laughs> no, it's not, but that's fine. It's, I feel the unfollows. And the some one, people just need the to one be and only episode. Difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, the most I can say is someone. There's got to be someone like a Christopher Hitchens, maybe, but that's Stephen still stretching it. Okay. That's about it. What? That's it. Yeah. That's all you can muster. <sighs> why? Why Christopher Hitchens? Uh, see, that's that's a good question. I don't even. I, I again, I'm stretching it with that. That's the closest. See, for me, it's it's a part of your childhood. To me, dying. to me, kind of like what you said. There was some stuff he could have done more, but I I I kind of look at what he was doing as like Chris Farley. Bit, you don't feel any loss important. there. Uh, nah, he was funny. He had great movies. Yeah. He had a lot more funny movies yeah, in his future. And so then did. he dies and you're like, oh, it sucks. Yeah. And that's, that's where it ends. And literally like in the time it takes you to finish a burrito, you're like, like it would never happen. It just is left to you. Like now it's just information. Yes. Chris Farley's dead. No emotional connection. Yeah. No, that would be way outside the norm. Just so you know that. No, that's fine. Way outside. That's the norm. fine. I still judge everyone else. I like to think I that you guys are outside the norm. <laughs> but no, I get you. I, I understand that I'm on an island and it's just me and Hitler. You you but. you are living the reality where you know, have you ever heard that little psychology exercise where it's like your reality, your version of sanity is shared by the majority. So the people that think differently to you are insane. But what if the majority felt the same way that, that those that are insane, you know, that became the norm. Mm-hmm. And now your perception of the world is what is considered yeah, odd. That's, that's how cheese that's is a, living. That's an, well, not necessarily because I accept that I'm not in the norm. That was, the other part was a joke, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I accept that. It, I, I get it because no one I talked to was like, oh, yeah, I feel the same way. But at the same time, too, I'm not going to pretend that it's not that way. I don't well, feel... As your friends, we it, all we all love you, you, but we all know you're that you're a pain in the ass. Oh, I and I'm proud of it. Don't it, get me wrong; I'm I'm okay with that. Right. So part of this is, in fact, your personality. Yes. 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 This <laughs> is my personality. Yes. Yes. 
drawn to this. Now, there are parts of you that have a, I don't know what you would call it, even though this is what you're telling us, there are people where you're like, fuck, that sucks. Well, again, we're talking about celebrities here. We're talking about and these are celebrity figures. If I had a, a personal connection, and even right there, and this, you're always like, oh, you get too de- technical definitions. Well, a lot of things are loaded. We speak in very loaded language. So when I say personal connection, I'm not talking... Oh, I listened to this song in 11th grade and it really moved me and touched me. That's not a personal connection. That's just you hearing something that made you feel happy, joy, whatever emotion it is, and you built that around you. That that singer Do you hear this didn't Scott? matter. Do you hear this bullshit? Okay. I yeah. just heard like a year of this bullshit from the politicians. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're dealing with yep. here. Why isn't he in politics? No. No, no, no. No. Politicians will pretend to, to mourn. True. People like that. You know, when Prince died, every politician, it's very it hurts on the inside. Right. But you're the guy stepping in front of the politician, explaining their actions in absolutes. No, um, no, no, no. Define grabbing her pussy. Well, <laughs> he kind of said he could just walk actually, up to any girl and just grab her Actually, you have pussy. that backwards. I'm not defining it in absolutes. I'm defining it into gray area. You're defining the question into absolutes so that you can define the gray area. No, I'm de- yes, I'm defining the question into absolutes to show you that it's all gray area. I think it, it I think wears we had me a, out. I think we had a. Uh, That's what I'm saying. People talk in loaded gray area. It, what I say one thing doesn't mean the same to you. Interesting. When Scott says mourn, what comes to your mind? Grief, Grief sadness, sadness, a a feeling of loss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think about crying over someone or having an emotional, intimate moment, whether it's with you or others, when, when in thought of that person. Mourning is coping with a sense of loss. I'm, I'm telling you what I think. I'm not I'm Right, not, but I'm you understand the word. Yes. So do you, under those pretenses, experience that when there's a loss? Well, a celebrity death. A celebrity death? No. Okay. No. That's what I'm saying. So when all of those people were lining the streets when Kennedy were sh- was shot, you can't identify with that at all. You're like, wow, you guys are really overreacting well, here. To be fair, I mean, I was, you know, not even born yet. But I, I, but I get your point. Yeah, I would be like, oh, okay. Well, you I were mean, alive when Princess Diana died, right? Yes. And, and the what, whole country was I lining mean, the streets hey, upset. Yeah, I mean, if I got a chance to take a day off from work and all I had to do was go <laughs> stand on the street, I mean... Holy shit. Fuck. I mean, parade sucks, so I guess this kind of sucks as well, but... Do you know what, though? Everybody listening has this friend. Yeah. I they know, have this fine. guy. That's fine. This... who's pro- You're going to make yeah. a list. Like, one... I know one of our listeners is like, okay, what was his name again? Because this fucking guy... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's got, fine. He's got some problems. Hey, I'm not the one that's going to lose sleep over someone I didn't know. Something happening to him that happens to all of us. I'm not necessarily going to lose sleep. I'm still going to feel sad about it. Some of us were losing sleep over Prince dying. All right. We have that guy. That's our our other friend. I'm not talking Prince's family. Summers is the guy who mourns over everybody dying. That was going to be my example. I was going to bring him up. (laughs) Summers will show up to every funeral of every high school person that died because, well, I went to high school with him, so we must be best buds. No, no. Explain. Who are you talking about? I went to high school with him. All right, actually in my grades. Scott at, went to, as did I. Yes, but he was in my grade. Um, funny enough, my my buddy who coaches the Vixen and I, we also graduated together. 
we went through one day and we're like, okay, let's figure out how many people from our graduating class died. And we made a list and we know it wasn't complete. You can make a fucking list. Yeah, that we were around like 15 or something. Get like that. the fuck out of How long ago did you graduate? Oh, uh, two. Get out of here. Yep. What are you guys so, in gangs or what happened? War in Iraq took a couple. Oh, and see, now I feel yeah, dirty because, so, like, that's fucking that's crazy. So. Well, anyway, and I knew, okay, I'll. Uh, 15? There were, I think we got And to that's like just the ones you could 15, name? And those ones, and I don't know, you know, how many more there would have been, but. Uh, There's like two in my class. Okay, well. We have a less lucky class. Apparently. Granted, we graduated. We had, you know, well, we had nine hundred actually graduate. The class yeah. was over twelve hundred. So using the same math, that we would have lost four. Okay. Same average. You guys are like three but times that. The point is, um, there was a kid that was uh, uh, killed in Iraq or Afghanistan. You know, obviously the conflict over there. Um, so, you know, I was I was. Uh, so, sort of a friend with him in high school. I was on the football team. I knew him. You know, did we hang out a lot? No. And obviously, once we graduated, I, you know, I didn't know anything about this Wait, until I heard this? on the news. Well, that's not important. Yes. Well, now I kind of want to know. I went to the same high school. I played uh, football. I'll tell you afterwards. I'll tell you okay. afterwards. Um, and of course, he was killed in action, mm-hmm. and it was actually on the news because it was a, you know a local Minnesota person, and yep. um, and of course, anyone from. Our high school, Burns High School, graduated in 02, you know, Facebook and everything else was blowing up with it. And Summers, if I remember correctly, went to his funeral. I know for a fact I had a quote-unquote closer relationship with this guy than Summers did. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to his funeral because we were barely, I'd say we're acquaintances. We were acquaintances in high school. And after graduation, it's been, you know, Eight, seven, eight years when this happened, yep. whatever, we haven't spoken once. That would be kind of awkward and rude of me just to show up and be like, oh, yeah, I knew him a decade ago. I'm here to pay my respects to, you know, it's almost like I'd be just going to catch up with all the other people from high school I haven't seen, which I don't really want to do anyway. But, um, <laughs> some monster people. Well, what the hell am I going to talk? Hey, what do you do? Oh, that's well, what I do. I have a little bit, something that'll probably put you into perspective of how he mourns people. Um, I remember we, I came to his house and he was crying. I'm like, what's, what's going on, man? He's how like, old are we here? Uh, tw- late 20s. Okay. I don't know if I've heard the story. He's in his late 20s. Yeah. And you're close to the age. You were great above us. He's, he's bawling. Okay. No, like retrospect, I mean, kind of a dickhead moved me, but I kinda, when he told me who had died, I kind of laughed. But Jesus, what is wrong with you It's not because... He was, it was just the, the motions. Like, you would have thought a family member had died, but I guess some people consider it his dog had died. And when he told me what had happened, I was like, oh, I can, I was shocked. Now, some people take it differently with their family pets, but I've had two dogs die in the last two years. Uh-huh. And I cried when both dogs died. And one of them we knew was on their last leg. Okay. So maybe so I'm the monster. Between the now. two of you, <laughs> so, you're just absolute monsters. No, no, but okay. so, <laughs> I don't know even further. that. So, so he loses a friend in high school and he's upset and he loses whoa, whoa, his dog whoa, and he's upset. Whoa, you use the F word. What do you mean? You said friend. Well, to him it was a friend. Well, my God. No. Then the person I saw at Target a couple days ago in, in the juice aisle is my friend. Well, to him it was a friend. Isn't that close enough? <sighs> no? See, now I'm really starting to think like when, when the celebrity dies, you're like, oh my God, it's so sad. I mean... 
When yes. Prince, when Prince died, and he, he and I were best friends. We hung out all the time. That is a far we cry were, from someone um, who went to school well, dying in the war. You're saying that he thought that he was a friend. But they, that not that part of it, though, is that you felt connected to the person, and then it was his dog. You're both monsters. Okay, so like, I, I am kind you, of a monster. You, you got it incorrect there. Oh, I'm it's, totally... It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that it was his dog. It's just the way he was, like, uncontrollable. But anyways... Um, <laughs> I'm okay being a monster. Another, another situation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He, he's like, I got, a, I got this uh, funeral girl, too. I'm like, all right. Well, who, you know, who is it? It's probably, like, a family member or a close friend. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's my dad's uncle's best friend. Yeah. And I'm just looking at him like, your dad's uncle's best friend. So he's like, like close to probably like, I don't know. Regardless of older. what his age is, does he know him and are they close? No, he doesn't know him and they're not close. He's like, uh, I used to hang out with him when we had get togethers when I was you know, mm-hmm. four or five or something. I was just like, it's just, he always has, like you're saying, this obscure person, his funeral he's got to go to. And I'm like, man, yes. it's just like, come on. Like, you don't need to go all these people's funerals. I think there's something wrong with both of you. There might be. But, I, you know, you're, you're saying that, and I have to look this up real quick. Yeah, I'm believing it. Um, <laughs> I'm not just and, saying it. I'm well, believing no, no, it. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I agree there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm thinking you're just at the other end of the spectrum. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Because um, I can empathize with losing my dog even when I knew my dog was sick. So I had a dog that was pretty, you know, not well. True. In fact, I, I have a podcast about it. Yeah, and you're, I, the, you're the wrong audience. I was <laughs> open. I was openly weeping in front of a stranger as they put my dog down. So that 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 affected me, and also. But I'm. But I told you about the dogs, and the dogs is a different thing. So you're Granted, not a psycho. So you're not dogs because you actually have a relationship with it. Um, I didn't know Heath Ledger, but when he died, I felt like I felt my whole day was I'm off. Trying to find the name of this person. Uh, do you know who the the gentleman was? Who stalked Olivia Newton John? <laughs> Where did we go here? I'll explain. I'll explain. It's like having Travis. So, so <laughs> let me ex- no, 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 let me explain. So this, uh, this very, he wasn't right in the head, obviously, but he would watch <laughs> Olivia Newton John movies, videos, music, whatever. Super fan, got it. And he would think that she was talking to him. Schizophrenic, all right. And so his plan was to meet up with her and then murder her and kill him and they would live in some afterlife paradise. And so when you say you, you have this this connection with someone that you've never met. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to connect My us first with that guy. thought okay. is, I and if I can remember his damn name, right. this gentleman who, when you watch when when you say like, oh, when so Prince died, okay. And and <laughs> this gentleman, he was a gentleman. He he and a scholar. He, he wanted to meet her first, and okay. then he was going to bring her to the paradise afterlife or whatever. Uh, but when 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 you say that, you know, I, when Prince died, and I I felt sad, and I mourned his loss, and I'm thinking, when Prince was singing, were you thinking he was doing a like? So you're this comparing is, this is going out to Jim. You so <laughs> you're comparing the way we feel to a psychopath. You're not stalker. a stalker. Hold on. Don't include yourself with Jim here because we've established that we have three completely different. No, but like, like yeah. let's say Carrie, <laughs> like recently Carrie Fisher died. I was saddened. That was pretty bad. I, yeah. Okay. That sucked. I'm a huge you, Star Wars fan. And that's you know, a pretty big part of Star Wars. So if I died, she wouldn't have mourned my loss. So I'm not really sad. Take for instance, lifers that listen to our show. They may not have met me. They may not even know me, but for an hour a week, I come in 
and I'm part of their workout or their walk or, you know, work or their drive or whatever. And then I die. If some of them were a bit sad that the program wasn't going to be on anymore or that there wasn't going to be more shows, there may even be a percentage that's happy that has the opposite reaction. But either <laughs> way... Which percentage do you think is higher? It's debatable, especially after <laughs> this episode. This <laughs> Every listener's done. The, uh, the, the idea is that there is a, an inherent you know, response to the loss. And you're like, the response is limited to maybe three minutes. Yeah, and I would and say if they have a longer response to that loss than three I, minutes, I well, I wouldn't put three minutes as the time frame, but yeah, we're talking minutes here. Um, <laughs> so like eight sentences, uh, and you're like, All right, or man, Jesus if, Christ, if, move if on. Their, if their loss <laughs> isn't for like the first couple of days, where every time oh, at, I listen at noon, and every day at noon, I'm like, oh, that's right, I can't listen, and then that's it, and they go on with their day. You are the perfect guy to coach football. Oh my God, I just don't understand it. Why? Why would you? Get so over what, it. What happens when someone really close, and this can get real morbid here, but what happens when someone really close to you dies? Do you, do you move on? And no. I'm not saying three minutes no, here. No, no, actually, yeah, that happens. Um, are we talking like my life is over? This no. Part of person, it is. This yeah. person died. Yeah, yep. that part is, yeah. And I, I just can't. It's over. Let me give you an example. And, <clears throat> and I'm talking... Let's let's leave out some things that you, like your your offspring. No, I'll, I'll give you an example. Be a little, little different. We but. on the show we're doing a drive to try to help out a friend of the show named Soapy. He mm-hmm. had developed stage four liver cancer, found out because he had the flu, and unexpe- unexpectedly passed away. He yep. was my sister's one of her best friends in the whole world, and so I became acquainted with this guy because of her. Now we were not hang out all of the time chums we were Mm -hmm. i would see him mostly through her and every time we interacted he was a very sweet guy nice bent over backwards for my sister and really why i liked him was because he was so close to my sister and he had a good personality and whatnot so unfortunately the cancer won the fight and he passed away suddenly as we all knew him and I can tell you that I still have his number in my phone. I have looked back at our text yeah. messages and things that we've yes. talked about. Yes. I have had things come up in my sister's life or our family's life that I know he would have been involved in, and it impacts me that he's not there. But that is not what I'm talking about. So I'm mourning <coughs> You're mourning him, yes. And I think we all probably did here at this table. Right. I, I would assume so. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you wake up in the morning and you just roll over and you're in this utter depression. You don't go to work anymore. You don't eat anymore. It's almost like you, your life is over because this person that was really close to you died because when the celebrity dies, you mourn them. It's and different. This person meant more to you than the celebrity. Yeah, there, on this level. If your point so, is that there's different stages of mourning and different levels of mourning, that's that's absolute. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just I, I'm factoring if if the person you didn't know on any personal level because it doesn't matter how much that song meant to you, you didn't know them as a person. Uh, if they make you feel sad for an extended period of time, and you didn't know this person on a personal level. That person that was with you for whatever time frame that actually you knew and there was this connection of a relationship and, and you know, whatever, that if you follow the, the you know, the, the, the yes. flow here, you went from being 
sad about someone you didn't know, this person that's close to you, you should basically Probably. just lie in bed until you starve to death because you just don't have the Probably. energy to go on. Probably. Let me rephrase the point you were making. In in oh, you're gonna rephrase the point. I I'm was going making. to I'm going to rephrase that for you because <laughs> I think that. Um, and I will correct you once it, you get it. It deserves it deserves a proper model. Uh, when I go to the dentist, if he's going to do anything in there that is going to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. Novocaine. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm never going to be the guy at any stage of that who doesn't want Novocaine. And the more work he does, and the the longer it's going to hurt, the more things I want. I want Novocaine. I want painkillers after. If there's laughing gas, whatever, that's what I want. Okay. When you go to the dentist, you're very similar to Steve Martin in Little Shop Horrors. Like, you enjoy, I'm, I'm, excuse me, Bill Murray, when gonna Steve say, Martin's going to operate. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got your own bib, and you're stuffing the gauze in your mouth, and you're pretty excited about whatever pain he's going to inflict mm. emotionally with these deaths. Like, it really isn't something that you're going to need to guard yourself against. Now, if you were to perhaps pull out a chainsaw or something, yes, you would be significantly impacted by that passing. I'm on the other side of it. I mean, I'm not going to not get out of bed, but it stays with me. It, even these people I didn't know very well, because it's very much part of the human condition, I, I can't separate their contribution to my life as easily as you do. Like, I don't rationalize it the same. No, that's fine. I agree. I agree. I can see. Holy shit, you agree. I can see how practical your point of view of the process mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You, in, in a sensible, very rational way, can say, I didn't know them. It was their life, their career. It's done. It sucks they're not here, but really it isn't pulling anything out of you. My journey's way different. You know what that means? You know what all this means? 2017 is going to be that much easier for me to handle because, like I said, we're going to have some celebrity deaths. Oh, geez, you're dead. You're just uh, a dead man. Well, uh, we're, we're going to call it a ball this week. I was James Hamilton. <laughs> Scott Angus. Adam Griffith. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple... You could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. And now a few words from Agent K. I worked with Zed for over 40 years, and in all that time, he never invited me to dinner. He never asked me to his house to watch a game. He never shared a single detail of his personal life. Thank you. And now we will hear from our new chief, Agent O. Thank you, Agent K. That was very moving. That was your eulogy? He was a good man.